to the Polarized Podcast. I am your host, James. We're back, baby. We are finishing out our series on Barry Gordy, Larry Snorty, Jerry Bordy. Uh, he is the man, the myth, the legend of Motown. And this is Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. His name's just right on the front there. Uh, and this is a polarizing movie uh, within our podcast of, of polarizing movie discussions. Um, there's this website called Rotten Tomatoes. Audiences and critics disagree on all of the movies that we talk about, according to those numbies that we see on that uh, that site that correlates to rotten and fresh. Who knows? Uh, we're supposed to, and uh, we're going to talk about it. This is our series on Barry Gordy. Uh, we did a crossover with our other podcast, The Prod Pod, and it's been a lot of Motown lately, and we've we've. Uh, enjoyed a lot of the sounds the visuals have been somewhat of a different story for uh mahogany the whiz but i'm curious to hear what my co-host thinks about this little ditty called the last dragon it's coming in at a 59 percent for critics and 85 percent for audiences uh i am curious to hear mm. from um, one of my uh one of my buddies a uh, ever-present member of the Polarized Kingdom, uh, Mr. Brandini. Yay! Yay! It's me! Breezy Brandini has returned. I have returned. I, you know, I, I think the, yeah, I would like to say instead of our lives getting busy, why it's taking so long to record this, it's because the whiz was so bad. <laughs> yeah, it sucked the life out of us. We had to sucked recover. life out of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we needed some time away from this after the whiz because it was... A stinker. Well, I mean, we've uh, talked I'm, about it I'm ourselves, but there's, there's also, uh, I think we're due for a concert report. Yeah. Let's get that going. Concert report, yeah. concert report. We need, we need some sort of, uh, we've made a lot of headway there. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like to hear from you first about a little ditty about Coachella. What, what do you think the polarized people would, would care to know? Like a little, little quick sum up. I know it's hard. Oh, um, no, it was really, really fun. Um, went with some great people, uh, big, yeah, the, you know, something I want to call out, uh, Rami in particular was fantastic. Um, and then also big dub on being able to take beers out of the beer garden at Coachella first year. Let's go. That's Let's what I'm go, talking yeah. about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Party. Um, which, man, yeah, you're that's a just, vet. Um, I mean, you're a vet, so you know, that's, you're coming yeah, from great. experience when when that's hot as all the that's a big thing that good. could have been someone's first year be like oh but you're like yeah i don't no, know this has been 10 years coming for for me to take this year i will he come you were you were coming before you were 21 uh to coachella yeah. to coachella, to coachella, to coachella. Uh, i was coming before i was 21 to coachella, you're right to coachella um, <laughs> I think so. I think the soundboard might be broken. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to ban our guest from using the soundboard. Gave, I don't know. We can, gave someone full. We, if you can't speak, then you know that there's gonna be somehow. If, <laughs> if you give him out a cookie, he's gonna just press the soundboard every two seconds. I uh, I don't think there's any settings to bar him from it. But anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> shackles, maybe handcuffs. Yeah, uh, I got, yeah. We're, and then we're it was it was my birthday birthday recently, and then we did yeah. a, we did a a double a double concert. A, a double is <laughs> you uh, have called things like that before. Yeah, I mean way. it's it's not often that I do a double concert, and so this is a dopio of of concerts. This is a double shot. 
Mm-hmm. Double feature. Yeah, double feature. We did the fortet with the <laughs> with the cool vis- visuals. That was so. That was amazing. That was on my actual birthday. Squid body or something. Squid pusher. Squid pusher. Something squid like Billy. Squid something. Squid. <laughs> and there was all these little balls of light car- surrounding the whole uh, venue, and we were just uh, having a great time. And then we went to Beach yeah. Life the next day, and it was uh, millennial uh, heaven. We had a uh, modest mouse and pixies and Tegan and Sarah and black keys. And yeah, man, felt catered to as a millennial. It was great. Um, so that, that was that was concert report. We had we had to we had to go through. Can I just, so so you feel good about those? I you said what we did, but I I, oh, didn't I, get said, it. Yeah. I had the, one of the best birthdays of my life, dude. It was so much fun. <laughs> It was amazing. Uh, yeah, well, well, yeah. Well, out of the out of the weekend, just the news who, here at Concert are, Report. Just the news. Yeah, yeah, none of that opinion no. shit in here. No. We're not Fox News or whatever. Um, commentate. Just yeah, just specifically. This is what happened. Facts. I was there, and I and I here to say that and it moving happened on. Okay, I saw it. <laughs> I saw it with my own eyes. It took place and I was there and listened to it with my own ears. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, so, Ma- I mean, yeah. I wanted modest mass to be really good. They, they are uh, consistently spotty <laughs> consistently yeah, right. and consistent and in their quality Super of seeing them live. And unfortunately, but uh, I love yeah. that band so much. And pixies were fucking awesome. Pixies had such a great set the, all the songs they picked were, were just exactly what I wanted to hear. And uh, yeah, sounded really good. And Black Keys surprised me with how how much fun I was having that whole set because I haven't listened to them so long. And uh, that was they just sounded so good live and brought the energy at the end of the night when it was a little chilly. Um, but Fort Set the night before was one of the coolest things ever. I don't know. Just it was like uh, it had it was ambient music. It was like artistic with all the visual stuff. Mm. And then it was like hard hitting techno as well. Uh, at mm. other portions and that's just all all my favorite shit with my favorite people man thank you so much for coming out it was it was the best especially after your 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 kirk keller uh experience mm. only a couple weekends before um besides that should we close the concert no, report we can close yeah. how did you feel about <laughs> beach life and i felt i felt pretty good about it i mean it was just yeah it I love those Jack and Cokes in a can. Those oh, were yeah. fun. You were going. I want to. Yeah, that was a highlight. Those little those little ditties. Um, but I are you really, going to purchase those out in the world now? Yeah, probably. Yeah. You know what's crazy is the first time that I saw those was in Europe when I went on the high school Europe trip, and oh. I saw that over over there, and I was like, "Why don't we have these in the U.S.?" And then somebody's like, "Oh, because it's some rule or whatever." And so to see that so many years afterwards, I was like, "Wow, we finally did it!" <laughs> <laughs> it was a cool label too. It was like black. And people like say gold. we aren't progressing as a society. Well, <laughs> proofs in the. Can. In the Jack and Coke can. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but no, I, yeah. And man, it was Coke, I think, Coca-Cola like sponsored too. It wasn't like a knockoff or anything. It was like, Coke, I know Coke. it was actually. Yeah. What's in like Shasta is just, is that, does that taste more like Pepsi or Coke? I, what is the, like what R- is a knockoff? The RC Coke? Cola. RC Cola. 
Uh, I feel what like anything that's in a knockoff is is just Pepsi. Is yeah. there not a knock knockoff Coke? What would be? Well, here you know what? Maybe our guest has an opinion on uh, Coca Colas I mean, and they're all and Coke, alcohol. Coke substitutes, but definitely they're going to taste more like Pepsi. Probably is my guess. I don't know if they probably because <laughs> the Coke's got that formula. And if and if, speaking of formulas, a tried and true formula is the three of us, our guests oh, yes. on this pod. Absolute formula, the goat. Uh, glad to have him back. Back on the pod. I mean, he needs no introduction, really, but I thought I'd boost him up a little bit. Uh, Danny's back on the pod. Danny Burge, everyone. How is it going? Hey, doing well. Doing well, man. Um, welcome back. Good. Welcome back. Hey, I'm excited to have you. To be here. Happy, happy to be back. Good. Happy, happy, happy. With the polar bears, with you guys. Like It's almost like you never left. Well, you know, I, I we we meet again. You know, uh, uh, yeah. The, I think you're yeah. Back, back to the salt mine, man. Like, uh, <laughs> back once more into the fray, boys. Uh, yeah, uh, this is a salty place. It gets polarizing in here. It gets very salty. There's a bunch of salty people I mean, in their opinions. I mean, man, I remember remember like some of my first episodes. I got I got pretty vicious with like the reviews that we read about certain things. <laughs> I, uh, you would take people to task, yeah. There was one oh, episode yeah. where uh, well, I would I was reading reviews, reviews and to, you were getting I, into reviewing the reviews. I, your new your I, other if segment. I, if I end up had a drink or two and I'm ready to argue with people that wrote something like long ago, <laughs> so, like, aren't even here, <laughs> right? You're ye- you're yelling into a void. <laughs> well, is there any other way to do it? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of cathartic. I don't know about you. <laughs> it's, I feel great afterwards. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Some just, people meditate; others just scream just into a void. Scream like yeah. no, nothing, nothing too particular. I just feel like I'm Gandalf, like going through the records. I'm just like looking through the texts of old reviews and. <laughs> Uh, in a dark cellar with in, in candlelight, but no one knows of of their existence or they've been buried away for years. And I'm just going through, yeah. and maybe there's some nuggets in there that I'm gonna find. You find yeah. that it, you find reviews that invoke emo- like great emotion. <laughs> so like that's, that's <laughs> a good review, man. Like it's if fun. Something from like if something from like 1988, like fucking that somebody says, like causes me right now to be like this son of a bitch, then like that's a that's a win. Like that's a, that's a fine. Yeah, and, and it goes for like Yelp reviews as well. If you ever get the chance or Google, Google maps reviews, and you just start checking out some like fast food places in your area and decide, or like, just try to see how long people will decide to spend their time and writing a review for like a, a Carl's junior and giving it like, a, the box. A spe- like oh. a specific score and like a paragraph, like sort of why they give oh. it. And it's like fascinating to hear about people's experiences yeah. and you can go as far as like strip clubs and oh. stuff like that. <laughs> Just yeah, it's pretty, enter- pretty entertaining. <laughs> yeah. To, to see <laughs> just like, <laughs> My oh my. cheese sauce was not as cheesy as the last time I got. <laughs> like, don't go out this time, or yeah. Wait, there, I, yeah there are complaints yeah. about Darryl it. Parking, parking is ample. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 it's just a friendly guy. He's like this parking they, in the rear. Like, they get my pretzel very good. Do you want to check it? I can. I'll find a Wetzel pretzel review. Is that what you're curious I got, about? I, I got a J and the B review. Uh, I'd love to hear a scathing pull, pretzel indictment. Pull oh, a bad pretzel review. 
Yeah. This is a, the closest one to me is a three star out of five with 22 reviews. Wetzel's pretzels. I won't say, I don't have to say where it is, but let's see if uh, let's find a, a bad experience. One star out of five by Luke. Uh, I wanted to order a plain pep pretzel and ask if they were varnished in real butter. All of the employees in the back laughed really loud and started to make fun <laughs> of my question. <laughs> I was only asking because I don't eat dairy. <laughs> damn that poor guy he just got laughed at <laughs> by the fucking I mean, people working there that's so sad if you use the word varnish though i might i might have a reaction varnish like that would just catch me off guard and yeah. he took it insecurely. did you say like, like he took it personal when he said like the craziest fucking like is butter on this like that like there's so many other ways to say it but but still poor 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 guy, just don't know how to say it. You know? And then he like, had, yeah. and then he went to Yelp. He's like, "Man, I'm in a bad mood. I gotta, I gotta release this." Uh, let's do one more from Bosco G. One star out of five. Um, I typically order the almond pretzel, but since I was feeling something more salty for lunch, I wanted to order something else. First, I ordered cheese. Ordered a cheese dog. There were no hot dogs at all, and the people working there had no intention of making any more. So being forced to pick a pretzel. <laughs> I ordered the pepperoni pretzel. <laughs> there were no pepperoni pretzels. <laughs> so finally, I got the pretzel with the jalapenos and the pepperoni and got the pizza sauce on the side. So I opened the pizza sauce and dot, dot, dot. It was burned to the point that there was a thick layer of black crust overlaying the rest of the pizza sauce. I had to use a fork to no, attempt to remove sauce. I had to use a fork to attempt to remove the crusted layer of black, but other pieces broke off and dove deep into my pizza sauce. Thank you, Wetzel's pretzels. Thank you for your lack of selection and cancer. <laughs> like righteous. Whoa. Wow. Bosco G. Out of a bitch. Bosco. Oh, this person wrote out a whole the whole exchange between them Bosco's and the server. Like a uh, okay. Do you guys want to read this out? This um, script that they wrote with their interaction at Wetzel's Pretzels, and then we can uh -huh. absolutely <laughs> we can be done with. Or Brandon can share. Uh, do you guys see? Do you do you guys see this screen? Ooh, I gotta blow this up. You're all zooming. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that better? Nice. Yeah. 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 That's okay. I'm, I'll read the beginning, and then you guys do server or DL. Who's DL? Uh, that must be uh, <laughs> Daniel. Be, Daniel, Daniel. Daniel. Oh, oh. Okay, I'll be then, DL. Uh, Danny, you're I'll the be Danny. I'll be the I, server. Brandon, I'm, you be Danny. Okay, and I'm going to narrate. Okay, ready? Here we okay. go. Three stars out of five. How many of you would go to the simplest places to order food just to avoid the hassle of waiting in line or to help you to stay decisive about what you're going to eat? Well, I learned yesterday that sometimes these flyby deals come with an unexpected twist and entertainment. I've always had good experiences coming here, but services have, becoming, have become more entertaining lately. After ordering my boba next door, I came here to order an almond pretzel, and no one seemed to know what they were doing. Scene. Hello, may I help you? Yeah, uh, may I have an almond pretzel? Do you want bits? No, an almond pretzel. Oh, uh, I thought you wanted, like, a bag of bits. <laughs> like these mini pretzels. Server took the next almond pretzel and stuffed it in a paper bag. Here's your bag all. Handing it to me. Huh? No, I mean, your pretzel. <laughs> do, you, do you want any sauce with it? No. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. 
can I get a frequent user card with a? Oh wait, no, that's oh, me. Sorry. Awesome. Yeah, sorry. Oh, uh, can I can I get a frequent user card with a stamp? No, we don't do that here. Strange. Thinking to myself, I've always gotten the frequent user card here. <laughs> After seeing my reaction, the server came back. We just don't do that. Uh, I'm not oh. right here. Do you see? Oh. The server, the server came back, yeah. The server came back. It's the other stores. You'll have to go to outside of Westwood. <sighs> Throwing her hands in the air, smiling. She then turned to her coworker next to her. Do we give out stamps, cards, you know, those like frequent user cards? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, <laughs> we do have a stamp for the cards. Where are the cards? <laughs> They both then looked around the register, very confused. Together. No. Together, no. you get me? Yes. Both, no. both servers. We don't carry those two. We don't carry them. Go you must <laughs> go other stores everywhere. to get it. All the other ones like us, you got to go to them. You got to go somewhere else. We don't do that. <laughs> you got to go. You got to go. We're the only one. We're yeah, yeah. One you got to get out of here, DL. Get the fuck out of here. Can you leave, please? <laughs> Okay, now finally we confused myself, I decided to walk away without wanting to learn about how I want how I need to go somewhere else. I guess next time I should just go somewhere else to grab a bite to eat. Three stars for the mouth-watering bagel, I mean pretzel, plus one clap for the unexpected dramatic talents. Yes. Scene. Scene. This guy was, this guy was like went after that to Starbucks to work on a screenplay, I think. <laughs> well. I mean, he done did it. We're there, we just gave him, give him a little, give him a little love. It's addicting. Do we? Do, any other reviews, Brandon? Were you looking at some that you wanted to share, or shall we yeah, move on to the that was, the that main was course? Crazy. Isn't that fun? I really, enjoy, <laughs> I really enjoyed reading that script. Honestly, like I think, <laughs> I think I totally started to feel. Yeah, like we, can do a, we can do a, a, a Jack in the Box review. Jack in the Box. I mean, you had a character I really liked. Where you were coming at it with like an. Uh, <laughs> You, like a, yeah, an energy or lack thereof, but purposeful from like a, a disengaged three star out of five worthy uh, Wessels pretzels. Well, I, yeah, I, I've I, I've I've been on both sides of the counter. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. I'm a sinful cinnamon man myself. <laughs> you. I mean, I, I, I do like those bites too. Those bites are good. I can relate. The bites are good. Oh, yeah. With, with I typically cheese. do the bites. Yeah. I think he meant bites, but it said bits. Bits. So little bits. Like, yeah. I, don't I was, was oh, going to go with that. Little bits. Bits. <laughs> some bits. All right. Brandon's got some Jack in the Box reviews. Um. Okay. Yeah. So this is the Jack in the Box. It's right by me. Um. You ever have a craving for something and sadly it's ruined? I went here around 10 p.m. The service is average, but the food was what I came for, and it was not fresh at all. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that must have devast been devastating at a fast food restaurant. You're going to want fresh stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the burger was most likely made at 2 p.m., completely dry, beef jerky, and the bun was even worse. What what did I say for this burger to even end up in my bag? I promise. I was kind and patient. Why punish me and my money? <laughs> it's not my bag, baby. <laughs> the combo cost 10 bucks. At least make the food fresh. The only thing fresh was the fries. I have I have had to write a review. 
I have tried several times at this location, but this is the food that is produced. This is this is the wait. This is this JMB standard. Sad, really, this location could be so much better with some effort. Mm. And that's from Kia. Wow. That, like the numerous yeah. returns coming back and being frustrated. <laughs> Just like, damn. <laughs> uh, can, I, can I read a review? Yes. Yeah, what do you got? Please. What do you got? Okay. We got to so, find polarizing restaurants, polarizing restaurants around us. Yeah. <laughs> Critics I, well, and audiences disagree. So I, I wanted to, I pulled up a review of this restaurant called Bojangles. Uh, when I lived in North Carolina, it was like a favorite of mine. Okay. And I found a one-star review of that. Gotcha. Let's uh, do it. Yeah. Your turn. Your turn. Can't get it right. Oh no. (laughs) That's the title. (laughs) Oh no. Have visited stores in Canton and Woodstock, Georgia. Both have trouble having produce at advertised and getting orders right. This has been a problem over some six to eight visits. Ooh. We like the chicken, and so keep trying. However, <laughs> today at Woodstock, they were out of two sides. Beans, but no rice, no coleslaw. We drove up to the road and had a Chick-fil-A. They mm. had everything on the menu. We won't try that again. Oh my God. I bet if we were to pull up that Chick-fil-A, we would find a negative review for them too. But, but honestly, I think that's, that's like, honestly, it's okay. There's probably worse ones, but Bojangles is a shit. And if that's your worst review, then really like sometimes you're out of sides. Oh yeah. And if, and if Chick-fil-A is your peak, then mm, it's okay. (laughs) Don't worry about those yeah. those people. It's all but right. <laughs> Bojangles, see, Bojangles was hangover food. Like we would go mm. there and in the morning and eat some greasy fried chicken. It's fast food fried chicken with like you all. You get a free sweet tea with like every order, mm-hmm. which was just. I like, want to look at this. Menu. That's a fun name. I like uh, that. It's yeah. a really fun name. A really good. Was thing it? Was it a chain was, as well? Yeah, yeah. It was a chain all through like North Carolina, Georgia, like uh, I don't know, uh, probably out to like all the way to Texas. I saw Bojangles, and they had like this thing called Bowberry biscuits. They're like blue. Oh, uh, cool. It's like a salty, <laughs> That's fun. like delicious biscuit, but it has blueberries in it, and then they drizzle icing. And wow. we'd get like a dozen of them. Made by hand. Oh, wow. Our Cajun chicken fillet biscuit is made with forty-nine steps. See, built boldly seasoned and baked fresh daily by our certified biscuit makers. Celebrate Bo's Buttermilk Biscuit Month. See them with That's some scratch made yeah. jazz. <laughs> Bojangles butter and biscuits. <laughs> boom, boom. Two for five now, country ham biscuits. It's it's uh, it's an alternate to KFC. It's a little greasier. It's a, but it's it's delicious. There's also like catfish on the menu. There's yeah, heart shaped bowberry biscuits. Yummy. And Free Bo's chicken have... sandwich. When you place your chicken first order in the app. Okay, that's enough. We we counterbalance the uh, negative review with some. Did you some see, see the sweet sweet potato pie there? Oh my god! Don't y- yum 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 yum. Oh it's like that. a hot pocket, but a sweet potato pie. Is, filling it looks I even have like I, it looks way more interesting than chick-fil-a to me but i don't know i know chick-fil-a over there is oh, better yeah. than here you ain't getting no peach cobbler at chick-fil-a <laughs> oh i love peach cobbler yum 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 Alamode, oh, ooh, yum 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 they got dirty rice there that's great and then you got k 
Cajun Pintos. Wow. Those are new red beans and rice. There's another chain that's like an East Coast in and out that like was like the equivalent when I was in North Carolina. Oh, what's that called? Okay. Cookout. Cookout. And like it's it, it's like it, it's it's delicious, uh, but uh-huh. it was my like substitute for it, but they were like kind of like big handmade like patties and stuff and like just really quality ingredients, but it was like a it was a bigger meteor burger and stuff wrapped in tin foil and mm. like yeah, it was it, keeps it all was, the heat in. Nice cookout was bomb whoa but cookout has a lot more going on you can also get a quesadilla there um you can get a chili dog uh chicken nuggets wow crispy chicken wraps Mm, chicken strip meals wrap it then it's healthy Damn, you could get a Coke float. What I would give to have a Coke float right now. Oh, yeah, there's shakes in there. Floats you and your Coke, you just want to mix your Coke with everything. With Jack, Would you do a Jack Daniels Coke float? I don't know. I, th- I, I think it might, cream, it, it might be... Ice cream would yeah, you be would. too yeah, whiskey. whiskey. No, whiskey. I would... You crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I, you know what would be a better is if... It, if it was with screwball instead or something like that, not. You know what I'm doing right now? I'm doing whiskey with not this. straight Jack. Ginger ale and raspberry. Oh, that looks lemon. really good. Oh, oh fun! Ginger, no, it, but it's whiskey with that. It's that alone <laughs> looks really good. It's an yeah. excellent summer drink, or like, uh, like this. I believe that. I love. I was crushing a fuckload of uh, whiskey gingers yesterday. Um, that's a good. It's a. You know what I mean. And drinking some. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey-o. laughs> um, yeah, so easy, so smooth. So it goes down so yeah, you can crush. You know what I like to do when I'm hungry? I like to direct my pizza to Daddy Green's pizza. Or... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to do. Wow. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the last holy dragon. Holy shit! The holy shit! My dragon. mind was just blown. <laughs> From downtown, there's a pizza place in that movie, and you don't really get to see the pizza. One of the, the one of the guys like takes takes a piece while he's walking out, and then kicks the door and breaks it. But you don't really get to see see the pizza. But what a slogan! I take that slogan. What else, I'm trying to think what else you could kind of do with that with like a with like a Jack and Coke like uh take a crack and look at this Jack no dang it I can't do it oh, oh. I can't do it what's an what's a bet what's a food that you guys like come uh come and city, Lasagna? city next to me <laughs> city no no come on to my city to get my spaghetti uh, yeah I'm tired. You take a break. That's a lot. All right. All right. hard. I had to go to Italian. I had to go Italian. Sparking. My nose is bleeding. It's because after that transition, he's your brain. My yeah. The blood started to run out of your nose. I had a head spin from the transition. It was too too quick and fast. I didn't <laughs> I didn't prepare us for the this the the change to light speed. 
uh, a light speed back down. To... It felt like, yeah, we just participated in a, in a rocket launch <laughs> that we weren't privy to. We're like, okay, and rocket launch. And we're off. Where's the safety blanket? <laughs> Where's the safety blanket? Mother, mother. <laughs> Fucking last dragon. Barry Gordy's oh, last oh. dragon. Danny, did you have you seen this movie before? I had like seen bits and pieces and like heard talking about it, but like this was my first all the way through. And like I, I had thought I knew what this movie was, but this was my first time like like really getting <laughs> into being like, oh my god, like what I didn't know. You know, I, I I glossed over it because I kind of it sounded like something I could listen to somebody talk about and not need to see. Mm. And uh, uh-huh. well, well, it just wasn't on my right. radar of like like fine yeah. thing. Oh no, totally. I just uh, yeah, that's funny to yeah. But I mean, like it was entertaining nonetheless. But I was like, I think I got it. Like I don't know how much. Like I, but then like going and seeing it because like I mean uh, I've heard I I'm not a fan of Barry Gordon. So like, like I, I don't Oh, know. like it personally, <laughs> well, you don't know him, but he like his character, like you don't like who he is yeah. as a man. Okay. Do you not Why? like, uh, but you do you not like Motown music? I do. You do like Motown music, but just not like I, him. I do like, well, I mean, what? he, he like robbed a bunch of people out of all their like contracts. Like mm-hmm. he's Barry Cordy, like signed a whole bunch of Motown singers for, pennies on the dollar and then had all of their like IPs Sounds like the name and, of a Motown song <laughs> well so like he owned all their records and all their like residuals and everything and that's where he was had the money to fund this movie mm. almost everybody that had worked with him especially people that he worked with were were a lot of times were ch- fucking children like they they weren't even like he was scouting talent so young that in in and pushing that talent that it was working a lot with their parents. And then when they would become a certain age, like 20, 21, 18, 21, they would want to go out on their own. And that would, that happened with Steve. I mean, or they want to just do their own thing. And he was very stifling. He would be very stifling in how he viewed what their career should be. I'm pretty sure he was pretty like strong arm (laughs) controlling, like Mm -hmm. almost like a pimp, almost like a, like a pimp to like, he was a music producer, like pimp to fucking, unsuspecting naive fucking artists that wanted to get out of whatever town they're in and he can swoop them up take their music and send them on their way packing but i mean i I just and what do i know like what i don't know could fill a whole warehouse so like i'm not trying to like you know i i just from uh, from how i look at it i just saw like you know the uh, the way he got he came up was on the backs of other people in like a very like uh like vicious business type of way and mm. like very cutthroat and like i just so that's where like i i, I always had whenever i knew uh, like i always had that stigma to knowing who barry gordy was mm. so that's where then like I, I there's a lot like but what came from whatever made something great just the same as like the canon films and you have all those dudes like cocaine stuntmen who made a bunch of fucking wild wacky fucking movies yeah and they're all like, they're all salesmen you know, and for sure like whatever comes whatever and i mean i i think like uh things that 
things like these this need to be kept in time capsules and sent into the future and and re pulled out of the box every fucking couple years because like uh, the these types of films like uh, no matter what you say about them make you feel good like <laughs> yeah like you can't watch watch this movie and not smile definitely it's like, it's like a it's like a jet ski like and i, know, and like, I think like out of out of the three it's definitely be around this thing yeah gonna come through as the most fun and entertaining out of the three three we've um watched in this series and it definitely definitely for what you feel and and might think about barry gordy i think it has the most of him in it compared to the other ones in like a more of a fun way mahogany and and everything that was going on with him and diana ross uh for for that one is is a, a thing caught in time but this is actually like entertaining in a very musically driven way even if they're not there's some of pe- some people singing songs and everything like that but it's very musically driven and i think that adds so much uh character to the movie but it's also i think it's even hard for me to fully understand this movie as it is as a product because it's hard to put myself in that time when it came out in 1985 when Kung sure. Fu movies and Bruce Lee were the hottest shit and to suffuse yeah. that and, and combine th- those elements with kind of a black exploitation sort of way of making a movie as well, along with Motown music and then all the club scene. Uh, there's a lot going on and the campy, the camp value of it, which I absolutely love how, how campy it comes across. I question how purposeful some of that stuff uh-huh. is yeah or it's how, a happy accident yeah especially with how you know time mac re- delivers lines man it's uh he's so, he's, uh, he's a great like <laughs> physical presence but man yeah it's, some of these are 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 people that still did <laughs> yeah just i'm sure like look, comfortable <laughs> they're beautiful people and they and then like he's, sure. he's super fit and can do all the kung, kung fu and everything but uh, face. yeah it's just interesting. Like this is very much like a com, like a like a DJ making a movie almost. Like mm-hmm. he's taking oh, yeah. he's taking a lot of culture that's very prevalent at the time and mixing it all together and coming out with something that really hits at that time. But removing it, you do kind of are like outside looking in, and the camp starts to show its face a little bit easier when you're so far removed from it, and you can kind of look at it from from few steps. Yeah, few steps removed. Um, mm-hmm. but he's fucking yeah, chopping down arrows at the beginning, and I, yeah, it's so it's great. Oh, so silly, but uh, yeah, but it's well intentioned, you yeah. know, because it's also the it's got a it, yes, it, it comes off as silly because the fact that somebody can do that is ridiculous. Uh, but oh, um, wow. but that but that is something that has been seen in. Um, Damon, have you met every person? You know, <laughs> like I know it's not Daniel. <laughs> Heaven's from Murgatroyd. Heaven's from Murgatroyd. No, I haven't met every, everybody, but um, <laughs> oh you fuck! Don't know well, everybody even. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Um, well, no, like I think. Uh, yeah, like the that. intention. The intention behind this movie is like everybody's bringing it at least trying to whether uh some people are successful at it and others aren't and it's Um, trying to and the other thing it's trying to do is it's really trying to replicate a kung fu movie a bruce lee movie and that's something that i'm not as well versed on but there's a lot of beats of the story that are really like predicated around 
just just how a, a, a Bruce Lee movie would operate. Um, so much so that a lot of the, his movies are shown in this movie. Straight up, yeah. Right. And are like ex, exposi- <laughs> like ways to move that's exposition about, along. Right. Three to four minutes. Yeah. Like, it, like collectively, there's about three to four minutes of Bruce Lee film. It's foreplay at one time. I was just it's about used, to say that. How as insane is that? It's right because yeah, Ty Mac is not Leroy Green. Um, is Le- not <laughs> right. Is that Bruce Leroy? Yeah, Bruce. Bruce yeah. Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, Leroy Green Jr. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, they call uh, him like Bruce Leroy. Leroy can I, Green. Can I suppose? Can mm-hmm. I suppose a theory of how like this script was written is I don't think like the beautiful thing about this is I think he didn't immediately write, after watching like, a Bruce Lee movie. <laughs> well, what I think is oh, the kids like this. Let's do one of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm very funny. Have you seen that Bruce Lee picture? <laughs> yeah. what I need if, money. What if, money. What if, <laughs> Dude, dollar sign. <laughs> what if kids he love wrote it. this movie though was like him just saying like I'm gonna have these songs in a movie and then he just built it all off of that. I don't know. Speaking like, of which, I don't. I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. No, the song or the movie. Do you guys what, know for certain? What if? What if this whole movie was just built off of the construct of a playlist? Like, what if he was just like, I have to make this whole thing make sense with these songs, and then that's how well, Barry Gordy operated. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I feel. Right. Well, that's my theory of like what he did because that's how, that's I, I feel, he, I feel yeah. like the, the structure like is just to connect to this song and this, so like it's all just superfluous and sure, mm, just go. That's like, possible. Put a bunch of money um, in, uh, because he he did put effort into this movie in a big bad way, and you see everybody everybody is showing up and doing what their job is. And like the costumes are fucking even like fucking pretty pretty radical like and constantly. the one that's like um uh, fo- football shoulder gear pad. shoulder pad thing but it's like yeah. covered in black and has like it looks oriental and um he, so sick he's I love it I love it love it every time you see him there's like ten of those different football fucking like like badass pirate captain fucking outfits of his. Like Joe <laughs> Nuff, we yeah, haven't mentioned no, him yet no. on this, but yeah, I mean, well, um, I mean, to go back to like whether it was like written the music first or the, or yeah, the, or yeah, the script, like <laughs> I was gonna say that you mentioned the canon guys and the and Barry Gordy making a movie makes me think of that of like it mm. it strikes me that he would want the overall like let's get the poster, let's get the people, let's get the overall look and feel and the structure outward mm. outward in not like oh, inward out like. Uh-huh. He, he wants the whole the that figured out and then he can work on like the actual nitty gritty of it but i do think there was i feel like there was scripts written first because there's and i want to show sam- samples of maybe some songs but the lyricism of the of the songs are it might as well be a musical even if they're not singing because they're literally talking about what's taking place on screen and and telling you like what's going on like you are the last dragon yeah (laughs) like all the songs very much it's almost like that song they're like diegetic in the in the pitch meeting he's like oh it goes like this (laughs) i was just waiting for him to be like pick up a cup of coffee and be like you are drinking coffee now you take one sip two sip 
three sip now you're now walking you're out of the kitchen and I'm like but i think it was a little bit more of this and a little less of this you know like i think barry gordy like i don't was, think barry gordy was a drug man i oh, I, I get i get the sense he didn't do drugs cocaine had maybe maybe drank a lot this he might have been he could have been a band drinker but he never wanted that like to that. be like part of the the messaging in his music and he was upset when oh was he anti-drugs i don't know he was kind of a prude i feel like at least or at yeah, least like, at least with like how things were within motown even if maybe he did imbibe on some of those things i'm not entirely certain if you would even share that he never wanted oh, that to right. be apparent or wanted that to be like or on the on the to be his public image like because mm-hmm. it yeah. affects motown you know, affects everything it's like, everything's got to be he just didn't want people to know about what he was up to it was like because very gordy seems like he, he, he probably partied like watching this movie i'm like oh for guy, sure like, but it's like business and pleasure around, are, like, are separate and, and, and at a certain extent he wanted to keep the business business and marvin gay had come to them about you know doing what's going on oh, really? and he's like no nah, and i don't i'm not feeling it we, we don't have Marvin it's gonna Gaye? well he was like saying it, we're gonna risk making money because you want to sing about like political shit like with what arguably the one of the best records of all time what's going on and <laughs> and then you know he comes around after the fact but he was and then like another one like cloud nine by the temptations he was against when everybody in the you know the meeting of the quality control meeting was like we all love that record and he's like no nah, it's a drug record fuck you and they're all like no it's not and he's like no i still think it is fuck you and everyone disagreed with him and even stevie wonder too stevie wonder did the same thing and all this stuff like when everyone they all turned 21 they're like i want to actually do what i want to do i don't want to be cookie cutter a little uh yeah. motown sort of thing and and they went went their own way and made inner visions and became you know fucking yeah songs in the key life and you know and does what he wants to do but he definitely had an influence Mm -hmm. on making them stars from you know every part every facet of their life and you know he knew knew how to fuel somebody with talent to like uh put their best out there and i mean as as a producer and like what like the the content that he put out was fucking spectacular but at what uh, cost is what you're saying as as far as music goes and stuff like he do everything technical to do to get somebody where they need to go mm-hmm. uh but he took advantage of that like quite a bit but well he lit he i mean he what, said that he worked what, in a car factory and he wanted it? to treat people like cars essentially and put them mm-hmm. through the star making factory <laughs> and yeah no straight up and then he and yeah. he said that was like a life lesson to him like i can't treat people like cars <laughs> it's like, right? like yeah you know humans, the, but I mean, that's 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 placing humans as commodities or something. That's putting dollar signs on a person, you know. And yeah, I think which, that was a learning lesson for him. Yeah. I mean, that's basically saying I'm a fucking sociopath, like to some degree. Like I, I, mm. I think, I like I, I think like to some degree, uh, not that sense. Uh, I wouldn't want my boss to say that. That's all I'm saying. Like, uh, mm. if, if if I was working for a company and my boss said that, I'd be like, you know, check please, like fucking. <laughs> right he, right oh he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way and i'm sure a lot of in our producer uh podcast we have and everything i think they're all control freaks the same with like directors or anything it kind of takes a little bit you kind of have to have like a little bit of a screw loose or something but also mm-hmm. it's amazing when someone is able to enact their vision and then it's on top of that when people come to work for them that they give their best because they know who that person is mm-hmm. and 
I think that goes a long way too. When so when Barry Gordy got such a status, when people would come to him, be like, "Oh, I'm working for fucking Barry Gordy. Oh, I'm I got to fucking really, really pump it to get my hit or whatever." And, and when people are you know coming to David Fincher, or, I don't know, or Scorsese, if he makes it, they'd be like, "Oh, fucking Wes Anderson's doing a movie. Oh, I'll take a pay cut. I don't care. I don't give a shit. I'll I'll do a couple scenes yeah, in a Wes Anderson sure. movie." And to to carry that, sure. I think is pretty cool. With this one, it is kind of like, yeah, there's no real recognizable people, but there's recognizable voices in the songs. You know, there's right. a Stevie Wonder song that um, I, I, yeah, I'm forgetting man. the name of it, but it's it's a, it, that one's great. I'll pull it up right right now. Mm. Um, yeah, and if we want to listen to any music, but uh, you know, that's, these, that, that, that's where the production value of this movie is like fucking, you know, that's a, on, like it's the strongest uh, quality, right? Is what we would say. Yeah, this movie goes balls yeah. to the wall. Like this movie, it's fun. Like, like it is. It's, it's a fun movie. What it wants to do, it fucking does. Like it absolutely does. Like it, it, it wants to show you a kung fu uh, gang of people that 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 need to learn Enough. a lesson by by this man, and then also they're gonna do it through dance and music. And, yeah, I really. He's, yeah. you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, war, he's a silent warrior and he's going through his life and then he's confronted by a bully. And then that bully like hunts is like the best shogun in Harlem or whatever. And then he has, and then he wrongs his family and has to take revenge against him. All that is clean, works well. The thing that doesn't make any fucking sense in this movie is Eddie Arcadian. <laughs> I, that stuff is makes, my least favorite there is a second, part of there, this movie. There is a second I, villain in this movie. And his name is Eddie Arcadian and he makes no fucking sense. Like his whole goal and everything is like, if I can try to try to explain it, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I got it, but I'm, yeah, he's like a video. He's a a video game King. And because there's a line when he's talking to, he's trying to get, uh, what's her face vanity on, she, he wants to like sign her or works, work together. He's he's got the best. He's yeah, got the best already. club or it's really vague. It's that vague. Like, I don't even sure if I can mm. really explain what he wants. He just thinks that them together equals success. Mm. And he's got this other uh, person that he wants to push as well. It was just like, obviously like God awful and doing like a B 52s, like uh Devo sort of music and Cindy Lauper, Cindy Lauper sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Pop music, yeah. But he says the line, she's a video rock queen, but I, Eddie Arcadian, am the video game king. Yeah. So us, so them together somehow. So he, like, tries to, like, kidnap her. Yeah. Is his strategy. Like, he sends thugs to pick her up as she's walking home and throw her in a car, and then our guy, the last dragon, Tymac, kicks all her asses. drops his little medallion thing and she picks it up and then that's their kind of meet cute and that you know the movie goes on its way like it's pretty predictable in a lot of ways the thing that isn't is eddie arcadian and piranhas in <laughs> oh. that club i mean that club is pretty yeah. amazing but yeah um what do you guys hey, yeah how do you guys feel about eddie arcadian the the club i, I just feel like this might be like an uh, like another villain that is just confusing in a lot of ways but fun. what's the name of the club it's the seventh heaven, heaven is that one yeah. seven, oh my god and it, it is it a club because it just seems more so like a, a production studio like a uh i it was so weird thinking of that place as a club right because didn't it seem like there was like work being done there it had like she was cutting uh, a music video yeah (laughs) 
Cause he had his office. That was a big fucking office. And they, and he was like, seemed like he with was the piranhas, like so you mentioned. busy and yeah. And piranhas. And he's like trying to get all this, but he never really would explain his plan. He's just like, she's going to be the best thing. And he's got this boxer who's a bodyguard. And he's like, Hey, I thought you said I was going to make it big. And he's like, you kept fucking up. And so now you're just my bodyguard. Uh, and then I mean, the you had mentioned the yeah, DJ tower in that club. What's that? No, no, no. Continue. Sorry. Oh, just the the DJ tower was so intense that it <laughs> it was it, like a spaceship. <laughs> it looked like Daft Punk's giant, like uh, pyramid was, a little that, bit. That, like that was the shit. Yeah, honestly, that's that's what I was like. You know, I, I'm not. I don't necessarily like agree with what Eddie Arcadian does or says. Great name, but but I like the way great the name. Yeah, great. Like, right. Honestly, like if I could, if I could, I couldn't make I heads could, or tails of that space. It was such a set, like a TV show set. You never it saw the awful. other side. It was you only disgusting. Okay. You only saw one but angle. You never saw like, the other side because it, it was oh, such God. a set. Right, like this guy does, like this guy does have it all figured out. Like he's got a lot of shit going on. Like, like like, why is this guy troubling himself with all this like petty shit? Oh my god, yes. What are you worried about, man? You got a piranha tank. You should be like dealing with bigger things. (laughs) Like this is really beneath you, man. (laughs) Well, you're right because there there wasn't any issue with his business, right? Like, what? So. Was the, the success of these these pop stars was it really just for more power, or did he need to do that in some capacity? Like, unless the way that it was propelled break. was so confusing because he was like watching it, watching a video of her, and then just saying how much like he needed her, and but then how that combined with his other starlet that he had in mind just never really added up. Of like, oh, so now you want to why? why would you want another one if you have her right here and you believe in her so much? Like, why are you getting another person? Mm-hmm. Like, shouldn't she be your, your, I don't know. It was, he just was trying to like gather more, but I don't think she was really breaking. I think they had been yeah. trying a while and there was just nothing, there, nothing was happening with her. Mm-hmm. But this, like the stakes, like there, oh my God. he has, he, he, there's nothing pressing on him. And that's always nice with a villain when there's like an even higher up, like a, like a whatever a fucking grease sidious or whatever palpatine or some shit where it's just kind of like right darth yeah, vader's like just kind of like fuck man like palpatine's really grinding my gears today he's really on my ass about getting getting the shit done and it's kind of <laughs> funny to think about darth vader having to like you know like uh i gotta fill out those tps reports fuck <laughs> yeah, like, palpatine's gonna well, get on my ass the day-to-day like it's it's a, it's a real bitch like you know like can't wait till friday you know? <laughs> but if there's a higher up because like, like if you didn't want show enough you wanted show enough and arcadian you could, have, you could you could have had their combination happen well, earlier but it, it happens yes, uh-huh. at the twilight of the climactic <laughs> like third act right. or whatever of like oh he's like taking auditions for fucking tough guys <laughs> and then show enough is like I'm the biggest tough guy. And then it was just kind of like, okay, you're hired. Okay. Now they're together. Like, ah, man, if, if that would have been earlier, maybe there would have been some, some, I, that honestly, that's one of maybe it's hard to complain about certain things in this movie because laughing at it's really fun and with it right. taking such a big swing so it's really hard to say you can't say you didn't like it like, yeah you're like it's not what i would do but and i like i like the ugly parts too i like the the weird funny stuff where yeah, yeah we're just gonna like sit and watch a music video for rhythm of the night by debarge for you know fucking five minutes 
Cause like vanity is just can... like, let's listen to DeBarge. And everyone's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that song is great. Can we watch a Bruce Lee movie after? Hey man, I just happen to own the rights to rhythm of the night. So <laughs> put it in the movie. <laughs> like, you know, like I can do this. So why not? Like, like there's it makes not, the movie. Yeah. Have it, it, that, song, it, that song felt like, like that song rips there. Because, well, right. Well, Such a good sure, one. It's a bang. It's a banger. But it had it's bigger. It came it came fucking out of nowhere. Certified hood classic. Everything else is like you know, like you said, like everything is like a song that's kind of like very specific to the moment. And yes, all the songs that are for this movie, yeah, are like talking about the movie. A mashup of like it's an amalgamism, amalgam, amalgamism. Hey, tell me what word I'm trying to say. Amalgamation. That's a tough one. That's like an enemy or something. Let's see an enemy or some shit. Amalgam is amalgamation. Amalgamism. Amalgamation. Amalgamism. We should do ASMR of hard to pronounce words, but that would probably <laughs> piss people off if we couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> Damn it. I'm so close. It would be very relaxing. Yeah. Just stumbling through words. You know what? Leave us, leave us comments. Let us know if you want like a small spin-off podcast of the three of us doing just noises with our voices noises uh, with our voices noises with our voices asmr by you know three, three very good friends <laughs> three, three friends that make voices with their mouth but, uh, actually the more this, this is not something <laughs> scrap it shut it down <laughs> i'm gonna scan through this song a little bit i'd like to get to the chorus there's one. Yeah, well, I mean, it, if we can. Oh, let me click the thing. The barge. So this, there's so. Oh, much. This is just it's, the beginning. It's, it's very yeah. tough to like. It's okay. I mean, so that's the first. So that's like the opening on. when he's training. Yeah. Seventh heaven. This is the club. This is where Vanity's performing. And. uh this is kind of the, like the one song where there's like someone actually like performing and singing the music. Um, yeah, and this uh, this it sounds like a lot of the a lot of this album too. Mm-hmm. I, this uh, this one song I forget exactly the placing of it, but when it starts playing, someone's like, "What's that?" And then some guy goes, "Fire." <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, that's fucking sick. And then it turns out the song's called Fire. But I love the idea of like, what is this? And someone just looks slow like, fire. Fire. That's that's an intro. That's how you start a song. That's. It's a great soundtrack. I mean, and Mm. when we were doing our uh, producer producer podcast on Barry Gordy, like I found myself kind of going back to this album every now and then and having, having some fun with it. Um. What's upset stomach? Uh, that's the really good. That's the Stevie Wonder one. I think it's. I feel like it might just be on this soundtrack. I don't know if it's on, but that speaks to maybe not my full knowledge of Stevie Wonder. He's done so much. Dude, dude the titles of these tracks are insane. You know, I know upset stomach is such a weird type, name uh, for a track. But it's got an upset. It's a fun song. Peeping Tom and inside that peeping Tom <laughs> one is not my favorite. <laughs> well, 
It's all over and say, like, like he's yeah, singing about like I'm your peeping Tom. It's like, oh, bro. Oh yeah, no. I mean, to have those finish it out, it's pretty burdensome. Like, yeah, inside you is not a good closer after peeping Tom. <laughs> First time on a Ferris wheel is kind of how it ends. Yikes. Like the Smokey yeah, Robinson one is like really boring. like a romantic like. This one's dope. Would you, yeah, this song's dumb. Would you say this movie's kind of horny though? Absolutely. Like, yeah, but, yeah. But, like, repre- but there's a repressed. It's like repressed. very much so because he's the time yeah. is such a virgin. He's a, he's he a has virgin. no. Uh, yeah, he is so sexually inept, and vanity. Vanity is this like yeah. you know? Uh, um, yeah, much more uh, gregarious, much more outgoing. Arguably, is his virginity his power? Is he like Samson, you know, with his That's hair. the glow? Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know, the because glow, yeah. because he only gets the glow after. Pent up after the Bruce Lee foreplay. It, and then that's yeah. how he that's how he learns because he's like, show me your moves. Show no. Show me show me your moves. And then she like brings him to show the club. And then she's got Bruce Lee on the screen. On and the then, screen in the then, club. And, then she, and there's oh. Because they just got to get the most out of that set, Brandon. They got to get the most out of it. They made they made the big club set. They got to get the most at all. And then it was so. And then he's like, "Oh, okay. I'll do my Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia dances." And oh, okay, I get it. And then uh, it like gets him going, man. It gets him fucking going. It's a it's a fascinating scene, and he makes all those like Bruce Lee noises and everything too. And he kind of acts like he can't speak English well, which is con- very confusing to me because uh-huh. right. he tra- he's like speaking like Bruce Lee as as well. And it's like you've lived here all your life, haven't you? Like you, he's like walking around he the world like it's a brand new. Like he doesn't understand. <laughs> and I know you're a virgin, but like you've you've been around the the world and then, and and then, then his little then his, his little brother, brother would so yeah let's talk about his little like, brother he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because i really think little, i think the, that's the very three gordy. kids yeah mm. i think barry gordy like looked at the little brother and he's like that's that's gonna be like that's who i was as a kid because <laughs> he's constantly just like on like trying to find like a new business opportunity <laughs> yeah uh, he's working the streets a fucking hustler like yeah. man, ready to go man like get it you know give that uh, give that kid an angle and he'll run all day like uh, mm-hmm. he, the money's out there you just gotta go get it paper's out there brandon <laughs> i could totally picture him being like a motivational speaker and and just getting like you, oh, i sure. never pay oh, for tickets i never pay for tickets <laughs> here's how you never pay for tickets <laughs> for tickets <laughs> and, and it's a presentation and his little his He's, little like rat fuck friends yeah. are so funny <laughs> they're just running around and the guy's just like tripping over stuff he's like oh shit <laughs> it's so funny and they're all they're like they are so well spoken and meanwhile like uh-huh. is like trying to figure out his way around the english language somehow and then they're, and, and they're just like he's just a man out of like time six, and space yeah they're speaking like he's an alien man they're just like hey man you're never gonna get that girl he's like believe me man i got it wrapped around my finger you you just wait and it's like what are you talking about these kids and he's so well, bummed also, that he doesn't get he doesn't get to yeah, get with this, vanity. This eight-year-old kid is trying to court like a grown lady. Like uh, it's it's. There's a lot I mean, of back and forth where they're like part of extras in the music videos or whatever, right? Yeah. I, am I misremembering that? Where like there's a lot of them being like in the crowd watching Vanity perform, and then there's just this kind of like <laughs> unspoken so because they're trying to yeah, they're like trying to get the. That's happening. 
the win the competition to like have a date with her or whatever. There's like this this competition <laughs> right. where it's like you can like go on a date and he's just like and then it's full locked in like i'm gonna do that and then time finds out and he's like she has she has my bracelet i must get it back from her and and so or his like little like medallion thing which ends up just being a, i thought that was funny it's just like oh that's just a belt <laughs> Oh. And here's your secret answer. Nothing. It's such a classic. Nothing. <laughs> such a classic Kung Fu thing. I love it. That's what Kung Fu Panda. That's what happens in Kung Fu Panda. It's great. Dustin Isn't Hoffman as like as the little critter. I forget what kind of animal he is. Duck. Isn't it great? Nah, that that's a uh, geese. Nah. That's like the, the guy from the Big Trouble Little China. Is the is the geese? Dustin Hoffman's like oh, uh, that's like the right. Master. The seafood. Seafood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Something like that. The turtle. Is it- isn't it great though that these movies like uh, I mean the, the the fun thing about this movie is it doesn't make you think at all because everything is just telling you everything on Front Street or it's a montage where it I mean a lot of the plot is also just explained by just editing and cuts back and forth and I'll say that like you know this movie is edited very well like yeah uh, it, like yeah. a music video kind of yeah. yeah 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 well well the whole thing because it's like it tells a lot of story for it cranks along mm-hmm. yeah it's well, it does well, great pace it doesn't he, he, yeah but yeah. he he flashes between different things happening here and here so like then it's plot devices that move shit along and so then he doesn't have he doesn't have to do much and then these people just i i, I mean he got a lot out of uh, filming and getting getting the right shots, and then get and then these people when they when they turn the camera on, all I mean I, I'd like to see the the whole script to this movie because like I wonder if there's anything that like people were just like uh, like uh, where it was too complicated for somebody and then like it just kind of turned into something else. You know? I know, yeah. I, I so I read that uh, a couple people were interested in the role of Leroy. There was Lawrence Fishburne and I think Denzel Washington. Ooh, and it just whoa, those are two amazing movies that I think. Like, Wouldn't it, remake them now remake them now and use that like. Season it's kind of a bummer to think about because the movie would be like Asia. even better. You know, like so much of the problem I have with this movie is. <laughs> that Leroy Green is a wet blanket, <laughs> you know, that's, and, a, yeah, that's fair. and an annoying person out of time who's a totally uninteresting. Like, yes, yeah, he has a, yeah. in a nonsensical way. It doesn't make sense why he would be. It's one thing if you really like those movies and you want to be like Bruce Lee, but he's taking it to an element to a, an extent where it's kind of like troublesome. Like he's cool. he's going through trauma, like, he's in, like and he's coping like, or in some sort of exactly. way. Or some, something happened to him and he's he has to like be this way now. Or he's on the spectrum and like, uh, like. Just oh, like, I had okay. cons- I had considered maybe, that as well. Maybe he's an autistic kung fu master, like, uh, and like then. I, I did not him. consider this. Oh my god! Wow, that does make sense. I don't think that's what they're going for, but I had considered that <laughs> as like uh, a reading of it for sure. Yes, he's a simple man. I mean, he's just he's like a simple. He's, he's a, a simple, simple, honest, man. good-hearted man. Simple and shot. it's just funny, like how his younger brother is like. <laughs> You're fucking weird. That's all he does. He doesn't tell him like, oh, you know what happened when you were younger, and all. he's just like, you're fucking weird, and says a bunch of I racist stuff to him, <laughs> and calls him a bunch of like racist <laughs> names and and shit. Um, oh, yeah, man. Like that. There's there's a lot of like uh, approaches in this movie that kind of like are jarring. It's it's a it's it, it. I I think that you're right with like how they 
it's an impractical hero and stuff and like that's kind of what they were going for but where you were saying say impractical wet, but well when, when you're saying he's a wet blanket i mean i'd say so is so was luke skywalker and shit like i think that there's something to making your hero like a wimp to some degree in a lot of movies and maybe that's what they were yeah. doing here but then they didn't like, it's just didn't, not street smart at all but he didn't stop it, there wasn't growth though it's one thing if you start not street smart and then you like learn, there's a there's a growth and like they're more savvy at the end or something. But he's so flat. He's he's a virgin but, Bruce Lee impersonator. Like that's it's there's right. there's nothing really dynamic about him like reasoning to why choice, he would though. be like, like that yeah. besides just like he that's all he likes. That's what he really likes. That, that's all you that's yeah. all you're gonna get out of this guy. Yeah. Can I read uh some of the lyrics to the Last Dragon song? <laughs> Please with emphasis. Take life one day at a time. That's what a wise man said to me. He said, life and all its complexity is the ultimate test for you and me. When you walk holding your head up high for the masters watching you from the sky, I know not what trouble lies ahead. Before you fight, use your head. It's time to leave my nest where you were born. The journey you must make alone. There's a deep power inside of you and an inner strength you'll find in time of need. Like the seasons, love will come and go. If it's right, you'll automatically know. The world of mystery exists only in your head. When you become one with yourself, the wall will fall. The journey now before you is the final test. This is where it gets extra literal. The wall. The, the, the wall will fall. The journey the now. Fall. The wall will fall. The journey now. <laughs> the wall will fall. The wall will fall. The wall will fall. The journey now before you is the final test. You've learned your lesson well. I can teach you no more. There's a power deep inside you, an inner strength you'll find in time of need, the glow. And then it just repeats. You are the last dragon. You possess the power of the glow. (laughs) And then does that like 10 times. And then that's like the final battle where they get the glow, where he gets the glow. Yeah. They just like light up. He, he does like the, is it, who, who does it? Wet. He's got dunked and he's just. <laughs> is it who's the one? It's not Ricky Martin. Or is it like? It's not. Is it Ricky Iglesias or who does it? Where he wet. does like the wet like. Yeah. Like his hair goes back. And it's like all a, wet. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. And then he's he's the last dragon. He possesses, oh, he possesses the power of the glow. You know about the last dragon, dude. dude the glow like, effects yeah. were sick. That was awesome. It, it I was, love that. That was fun. fucking, fucking sweet. Fun, yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm cool with that. Like, let's let's just go back to that. Like, we all, they should I'm have really had more. Fun. If anything, I yeah, yeah, right. Like, it was cool how it came. Oh, but, yeah. Have you guys realized there's a last? There's something in the works for a last dragon. Like, I I, I saw like something about like an animated series or something mm. like that mm. they're they're like uh, trying to like bring it back and stuff and like it's yeah fun. i mean if you're gonna take this like mythos and then do something else from it like what you're gonna need to do is fix the the how far arcadian shit because that shit was not how that, that wasn't good for me how fun would it be to like yeah no arcadian the constructs of a movie no arcadian really like thought fully out like you, but you're gonna build like a whole mythos to it and make like a series I, I just imagine like an adult story. swim cartoon or something. Maybe like an adult swim like cartoon if it's in the right hands could be like kind of funny and campy sure. and like a fun fun way like Major Laser or fucking like yeah, uh like C Lab twenty twenty one or something. Yeah. Um, what if Bill Hader played 
Arcadian <laughs> in the TV Now show. we're talking. <laughs> right. no, I was thinking Chris Parnell. The dude from Anchorman, the whammy guy. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Champ. Yeah. Champ. Champ. Champ, yeah. Yeah, that guy looks, I think it looks David Keckner. Like <laughs> he does. You're right. David you're right. Yeah, I could see that. But, but taller, yeah. man. I love Actually, his uh, goon too, like the the big the big. Yeah, I've seen that guy in stuff before, Dumb right? Dumber. He's in Dumb and Dumber. That's the one thing I know mm-hmm. him from. But he's good. That's right. Amazing. It's the, it's the poison. Um, I was going to go through a bunch of chains on some of my notes that. before I do some uh, reviews and and kind of yeah. move on. Uh, let's see here. The yeah, it was a movie fight. That was that was pretty cool. William H. Macy is in this movie for a hot second. I thought he was going to come back, but he just never comes back. I know because he's, he's not known cool, at the time. Cool jacket. Yeah, he's just like, hey, yeah, he's this, like this guy Eddie Arcadian. He really wants to meet you, yeah. and she's like, no, I don't want. He's like, come on, he's a big deal. I'm William H. Macy. I will be too. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed I'm working, it. <laughs> I'm working on my William H. Macy. I'm working on it. Um. Uh, one point Arcadian says, I think, fix your face to like his, his lady. <laughs> fix your face. face. Um, Shonuff says, when he goes to storm him in the dojo, he's like, kiss my converse. I thought that was some of these like, like lines were just delivered in with such like, kiss my converse. Like, oh, it. Um, yeah. Hot head needs cool water. And then he like dips, does a little dip in the piranha thing. Man, Eddie Arcadian should have gone. No one went out by the piranhas. He does like a little fucking dip and gets a little scratch. And then no, there's, <laughs> they set up piranhas and nobody dies by piranhas. <laughs> right. What that the fuck? Off, like, does the, the, the bodyguard problem. doesn't, right? I something and didn't deliver, man. Like, I, I don't no. know. That is horse shit. Why do we even have piranhas? Though? Yeah. Uh, Insane. Just on. like, oh, yeah, I just got fucking piranhas and oh, whatever. Um, and you're going to have like the magic of the light, the power and all this stuff. But it's like, have some fucking piranhas eat somebody. Like, that's it's truly a Chekhov's gun like situation. Yeah, Chekhov's piranha. Chekhov's piranha. How easy is it to like pull a leg out with a bone sticking out? How can you like, do like, that? One star. Zero percent. I was very disappointed with the product. Shona yeah, comes into uh, Daddy Green's Pizza and to to find him, and he destroys all of the tables in a very like Dewey Cox like walk hard with Saints <laughs> sort of way. He just like ah, fuck your tables and just like goes after every table and destroys everyone. And then he sees the jukebox tables. and it's playing. It's playing. Uh, I think it's playing the song from the like annoying girl that Eddie Arcadian has. And he's like, what's that? And he yells at the jukebox. Shut up, bitch. And then he kicks it. He calls the jukebox a bitch. bitch. And and we're here for it. Yeah. That was funny. I actually can really relate. Honestly, the most shit I thought this was in I did not expect that response. <laughs> no, for real. Like, like I, I think the meanest I am is do things that don't, like, I, I, I yell at, like, especially if I'm playing pool and a ball doesn't go where I want it to go. Like I, You're like, shut up, bitch. I, 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 yeah, I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> wow. And then me and Brandon are like, show enough, show enough. Show enough, show enough. Really uh, interesting choice that he has men and women in his gang. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, and then he, like, used them, used them yeah, to, like, kind yeah. of, like, tease Tymac at first and then he like was about to punch and then the guys came in like oh you're gonna punch him you're gonna punch a girl what, what? And I was like, <laughs> super <laughs> fucked up way to like tease somebody 
Um, the guy who played Shandoff was incredible. He's the oh MVP, God, of, the, he's the MVP yeah. of the movie. He fucking stole um, the whole show. Can I also send an MVP to the friend, the like subordinate guy that's like in his dojo? He's pretty funny. Yeah, he's pretty funny. I, he's pretty. He's pretty a lot. I, th- yeah. I thought he was. Yeah, he's doing I don't God's know. Work. Doing he was God's doing God's work. work because you got fucking a sequoia tree like as a, your as your scene partner. <laughs> like, so you're just like, I gotta like. He's like, yeah. I guess I gotta act opposite a ham sandwich. Hmm, let's see here. Yeah. <laughs> Him and the eight-year-old kid are in the same boat, where it's like, yeah, hey, personality. Whatever for sure. happens to this, if you don't do this, the whole thing falls. Like, yeah, like it's it's a house of cards in a way because it's like, yeah, you you have people carrying people. Having Show him in the scene with like that girl where he was like energy uh, uh, that you you have people that are soaking up the scene though, and you have a lot going on introduced to you in a very quick and efficient manner to some degree i mean the, the, the his story is very simple it's you the, know the thing that it's makes very it stereotypical so yeah the, the thing that makes it feel so campy though is like there's there's not a lot of like syntax they don't they don't try to like play coy at all it's just everything is right on front street and it's very like it's the, vi- the bad guys the, the villains show enough in the arcadian though. are the most over-the-top bad people i've ever seen in my life but also yeah. they're the only uh, they're 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 bad but also the no no real villain like in a movie that like feels real so they ever ex- explains all of the reasons of and the things that he's gonna do and like every, everybody talks with like what they're thinking and what they're gonna do versus like uh you know letting the audience figure it out and it, yeah. it, it, I, but that's what makes this movie easy to watch and so digestible. He doesn't have and to say what he's doing because he's just acting bad. He's just like, <laughs> I'm going to act really bad and be an asshole, like just how I behave. And that's just going to come across so that I don't even have to really do any bad things. I just am. I just act bad. But he does fucking kidnap vanity multiple times. And th- if I was to recast him, I do Nicholas Cage. I think Wait, for who? For Eddie Arcadian. Freddy Arcadian, yeah. Yeah, man. Who would you do for Show Nuff? Nobody, Buster dude. Rhymes. He's perfect. Oh, you're Buster talking about right now? Rhymes. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah. Buster Rhymes, that's a good one. Buster I like that. Rhymes. Buster yeah, Rhymes. for Show Nuff. Buster Rhymes, it, like, and honestly, if I, Dave I, Chappelle I, was down, that'd be cool. That'd yeah. be actually perfect, I think. Like, that reminds me, like, when he did the, uh, or in Half Baked, when he's, uh, mm. what's his name? Uh, the the rap the rap artist is not like fucking yeah he could do that Rick easy. James ludicrous uh there's this part there's this part where uh, Eddie Arcadian and his lady are arguing where she where he like dresses her down and then he comes she comes back at him and she mm-hmm. says like you're just like it's kind of funny in exchange but she like is insulting him and then she and then at the end of it she's like with dreams of ruin the world is how she says it. And I was like, are you trying to say ruling the world? Are you trying to say ruining the world? Are you trying to say ruining? Either way, don't fuck with that bitch. She said, with (laughs) dreams of ruin the world. And they just didn't do do another take. I'm like, I was going to say, yeah. Oh, yeah. The fact that they didn't do another take. Well, this movie was a pretty quick film, right? It was only 40 something days. Oh, when they, how long? I don't know how long it took to shoot. I'm not sure how long it took to shoot. I'd be yeah. curious, yeah. But I mean, that's a lot of production to get done in a very quick amount of time. 
Um, this this movie was a passed. critical failure. Obviously, we're going to talk about it. We're also going to get into people that, uh, you know, f- yeah, critically pan this and what they think about it. But yeah, this movie. So uh, but a box office success making 33 million against a budget of 10 million considered a cult hit. Um, and then the amount of time that it took to do this shot in 44 days. Wow. 44 days. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, that speaks to uh, Barry Gordy being very purposeful of like what he wanted. And I think that flow of just going with it left some of like some pockmarks or some things that weren't like perfect. And, and that's kind of the charming part about it is like those kind of rough around the edges uh, sort of things. But I'd be happy to move on to some critic reviews. If you, if you guys want to carry on to mm-hmm. there uh, to remind everyone, it was a 59% by critics. Let's start with Janet Maslin from New York times. She says it is crammed with Kung Fu singing, rapping, dancing, and video art. And no moment goes by without at least three of these things transpiring simultaneously. That's a little blurb on Rotten Tomatoes. We'll do a couple more from uh, Roger Ebert. It's so entertaining. He gave it a two and a half out of four. It's not bad. It's so entertaining that I could almost recommend it if it weren't for an idiotic subplot about a gangster and his girlfriend. A diversion that brings the movie to a dead halt every eight or nine minutes. Put him in a body bag. Mm-hmm. From Trevor Johnston, Time Out. AKA Barry Gordy's Last Dragon and a sure sign that somewhere along the way, the man from Hitsville, USA, lost it badly. Mm. Uh for let's do these are some interesting let's do from narinder flora from radio times two out of five michael schultz tries hard but can't quite manage to tie the varied elements of action romance comedy and musical video together though as entertainment this is engaging enough uh david nusser real film reviews has been saddled with an often egregiously over-the-top feel that slowly but surely invalidates its few positive elements Give it a one out of four. Uh, we'll do one more from Akron Beacon Journal. Tony Masterani. Akron Beacon Journal. This is on the critics section of Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm just letting everyone know. These are like, they may sound weird, but they cater into all the scores that we're talking about. So we should read the obscure ones too, because they cater as much to that score. They equal as much of that score as any New York Times review, anyone, anyone else. They equal the same amount. So they get as so much airplay here. Writing letters to us, <laughs> stop talking to us about it. I've never heard of Akron it. Beacon Journal. Tony Mastriani says, says, The Last Dragon yeah, tries to do a great many things and does none of them well. Oh, poopy doo. Um, you know, some people don't like that fun. Like, I will say. Well, it's like, probably because he lives in Akron, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Shots fired for Akron people. Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> Take it up with Brandini. Yeah, well, fucking. You know, LeBron yeah, James man. is gonna come for you, bro. If you're bored, you're boring, though. I said Akron, whatever. So I don't know if that's. <laughs> you know, it's like, a different. Doesn't attitude. fully. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, you don't know which Akron I'm talking about. To give a little taste of uh, how the audience feels on uh, Amazon Prime, the reviews are there's ten thousand six hundred seventy eight reviews by the audience. 88% of them are five stars. People fucking okay. love this movie. Hell yeah. Uh, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, from Tyrell Lacey titled Bring Back the Classics. They say, great movie from my childhood and I enjoy fully. Glad to finally find the DVD. 
Uh, Glad you found that DVD. Yeah, you gotta find that. <laughs> gotta find that DVD. It's always in the last place you look. Yeah. Could you imagine if it was in the first place you looked and you were just looking just for the element? Uh, I would keep looking. Maybe, maybe you'll find two. Maybe you'll find I just two. enjoy looking. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what happens next. Uh, from Astro Dancer, <laughs> five stars, titled "Charming Summer Fun Movie." Uh, it's kind of long, but I'll find a little snippet here. Um, this is a magical film that might appeal to all audiences, if not for some foul language and violence of the climactic fight scene. And yes, the film is a bit cheesy, but the music, the comedic gems here and there, and the martial arts scenes make it all fun, no matter how many times you watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this uh, is, I, I think well, all of uh, us feel like this is a rewatchable movie. Yeah. Right. No, Definitely. This is yeah. a blast. And uh, just like, get through the Eddie Arcadian stuff. Yeah, that's just where, edit that out. You know, Any time that, yeah. Unnecessary. I want to buy this. I, I want a hard copy of this. Like, I, I, I think, like, that's. <laughs> get this man a hard copy. Give me a hard You got to find that DVD. Um, I'll do a couple more <laughs> from Unir Broom, five stars titled Best Movie Ever. My favorite movie, there would have been a part two, but Barry Gordy, Barry Gordy wanted Time Act to sell his soul. Good for you, Time Act. Whoa, there's that shit you were talking about. Mm. Oh, what does that even mean? <laughs> Barry Gordy wanted Time Act to sell his soul. How I wonder if we can uh, unpack that statement for a second. What does it mean when you want someone else to sell your soul? <laughs> like, is that even like they're doing something wrong? You want them. What? <laughs> they're just yeah. <laughs> they're they're talking about time excellent. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Um, this this I'll do one last one from uh, Isaac H. Possibly <laughs> Isaac Hayes. I don't know. Uh, five stars titled "Kiss My Converse." Can you oh, read it? hey yeah. Can That's a great title. In, in, uh, in Isaac Hayes impression. It's too long. It's too long for that. I don't even know if I can do. Is it just like a low voice? Uh, no, just yeah. it. <laughs> uh, it's Chef from South Park. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. But that's like, <laughs> is that just his normal voice? Or is he putting on uh, like a chef's voice when he does that? Ooh, that's yeah. a great question. He no, was in, was a, uh, he was in a, what movie did I, I I've seen. No, he's a musician before. though. Isaac no, Hayes, I know, Isaac I know who Isaac Hayes is. I made the joke yeah. of Isaac, <laughs> you told me who Isaac Hayes is. Right, his voice is known to be like I made the joke about Isaac Hayes. <laughs> Let me tell you who Isaac Hayes is, James. <laughs> You know, South Park, right? Chef. He's a musician. <laughs> and, uh, right, but I, I, I'm more to the point of, like, Isaac Hayes, just like Barry White, was like, uh, like his music was very, like, like fucking... Baby-making? Like, sexy, jazzy, like, fucking... Can get a no like, it was, it was uh, That's slower. That's Barry like, White, people. right? Sure, but Isaac Barry Hayes... I don't, <laughs> I don't have an Isaac Hayes song to throw at you right now, but, like, I just know he was a musician. Me too. And but, but it's not a it like he's it, yeah, dude. Find a good Isaac Hayes song. He has a deep voice. It sounds good, man. Let the, let, cool. Let the, <laughs> let the court, court know that Danny knows that Isaac Hayes is a musician, <laughs> and it's cool. And sounds and good. Not a specific <laughs> song, but I, I would request that thank overall. You thank you for correcting me, though. Danny said <laughs> Isaac Hayes. Also, sounds good. Uh -huh. Please have that noted. Okay, you know, I said that. Uh -huh. Gotcha. Yep. And then clickety clack, clickety clack, clickety clack. Glad, clickety -clack. glad we covered it. this. Anything else I have to say? And also, does Chef from South Park? Yes. Mm -hmm. So there's <laughs> South Park is the show, right? It's okay. a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, let's start there. Guys, these are the three things I know about Isaac Hayes. Your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> like, what do you know about Isaac Hayes? Is, what? Is Wait, is no, we're not. We're not doing this. We're not having the. You started. How well, do you know Isaac Hayes? Game. We're not playing that game. We're not playing that game. I'm gonna go unsuspecting person to unsuspecting person. And just badger. Yeah. Isaac Hayes. We're really gonna get to the bottom of this, and we're gonna find out some shit. You know, as I go. I'm glad. I'm gonna read this review, and then we're gonna we're gonna talk about our how we feel about it. Isaac H says. The Last Dragon is, of course, one of the greatest 80s cult classics. I grew up as a child of the 80s. I've seen The Last Dragon at least a dozen times. I never got tired of watching Bruce Leroy Kung Fu his way around Harlem, searching for the master. Some dumb goy. Obvious small hat rhetoric. Ultimately discovering who is the master. The whole movie is great, funny and clever. A couple of good little action scenes. Leroy defending Laura Charles from a kidnapping and then rescuing her from Eddie Arcadian getting bullied by Shonuff and culminating in my favorite part, the fight between he and the Shogun. The whole end, end sequence is something magical and very nostalgic for me. The score mm. by Barry Gordy and the 80s special effects still hit me like the first time I saw it. I bought the DVD to introduce to my young boys to one of my favorites. They loved it and they asked to watch it from time to time. It's a wonderfully wholesome, inoffensive film with no political agenda, unlike much of what passes for entertainment nowadays. There it is. There, there it is. is. <laughs> By the there movie, it is. <laughs> Damn it. Go on. <laughs> uh, things were better then. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. Uh, well, Danny, cool you guy. being our, our uh, gracious guest that decided to... Uh, come on our program and, and, and share your, 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 uh, value, valuable time with us. Would you, uh, care to share your final thoughts and give it a score out of 100,000? Right. I'm going to save, I'm going to save Could you leave? All right. Uh, ha ha ha. Okay. Yeah. No more funny business. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Brandon. I, I know what you guys are referring to. Like I threw off your 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 stats because I went higher than the hundred percent rating. Oh, I don't care. Oh, that is exactly what we were you thinking. You do have a deep, yeah. you do have no, a you're right. scale, you're right. but I forget. Was it like hundred fifty or something for hundred fifty again for uh, malignant? For malignant. malignant. Well, that's the malignant. Which we got. Scum. We gotta watch. Uh, is that the only one? I'm we gotta watch Megan. Let's watch Megan tonight. <laughs> Let's watch Megan tonight. Let's watch Megan tonight. <laughs> Can we watch Megan tonight? Can we make it do that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh-oh. Oh, Gianna. I'll look into it. Maybe. Okay. Um, That's okay. I mean, and I don't like, you know, I think both of you have already seen it, and I haven't even seen it. So, like, you know, if you guys want to watch it again, and then you're going to watch it later with me. Like, uh, I oh, we'll wait for you. Oh, I'll wait for you. We'll wait for you. No rush. Have you guys I'll already be there. Have you guys already talked about it? Have you done a thing about it? I don't know if we ever yeah, will, we, but haven't, we could if yeah. you want. It's we worth talking about. It's, about worth, horse. it's worth discussion. Interesting. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, so, mm-hmm. I right. highly recommend. Yeah, your thoughts about the movie. My thoughts mm-hmm. about this movie. Well, thank you. Thank you for thank you for thank you for choosing this movie and having me on to talk about it. Cause uh anytime, I, uh, anytime. thanks yeah. for coming back. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, like, and this is where you know I I think the reason why my 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 very like uh flagrant scoring like uh looks looks bad is because like there's something that I get out of stuff 
that this takes such big swings. When oh, make, okay, yeah. When people make choices that like are so intricately extreme, right or wrong, whatever, like just blind faith that like what I'm doing is the shit and I'm gonna just put everything into it, like then it's kind of hard to like see something that got that far and not be flattered by it. And I think also there's something to say about the genre of the like black exploitation movies of the 70s started to get really into like uh, for some reason there's like black people doing kung fu uh, from like Bruce Lee uh, from like ever since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in um uh what was it with like Chuck Norris and all that uh I think like there became this like crossover thing that spurred like if you ever saw the movie um uh Superfly or something like that where uh, the there was like kung fu swept through the culture in such a big bad way and this movie has everything like somebody frankensteined all the things that the culture at the time kind of wanted and was leaning towards with like certain inspirations of bruce lee to uh, uh just just cinema at the time and this was made in what year? 1980, was it four? Five, four or five. five? I, the soundtrack says four, and then the movie 85. says five. And, yeah, IMDb. I mean, like, you know, uh, what he's doing is, is is like, to a lot of degrees, well-polished with the music and the, the, the timing and structure of the movie and stuff. <laughs> and then you have people that are trying a lot with the main character that is, you know, in certain ways, almost catatonic, and uh, and like, uh, but like the effort to then raise him up and make him the spectacular, important thing that he is, is what kind of like makes the campiness of the movie and everything work. And I I, I just really enjoyed like the pageantry of it, like all the different kung fu outfits and like uh, that were like kind of like. You know, escape from New York, Mad Maxi, like, you know, things. We're gonna grab stuff we found in a locker room, but then like make it color coordinated and go with the shoes and stuff. And I was like, yeah, this is there's a lot of effort being involved here, and also like to some degree, like show enough. Besides being like you know extremely you know dominant and maybe like a little like authoritarian, like it seemed like he was pretty accepting of people and stuff, and like he had like a, a wide variety of people that like followed him. So you know, if that many people are interested, who knows? Maybe this guy actually is pretty cool. Like, he, he, all of them look pretty happy and, like, committed. So, I, I mean, in another world, maybe I, you know, would have been over there with, like, you know, like, football uniform and, and screaming show enough, too. Uh, but thank God the way this movie pulled everything off was, like, uh, it, it's unfortunate that it, it wasn't... A, a box office success but then it had a very like huge renaissance and i think i'm glad for it so i i'm gonna rate this movie high but i also bring up like some of these movies like i, I think malignant i was dead serious and that's why i went so over oh yeah dude. because like i, su- I fully support that decision but that movie like is able to see outside of itself and that's where like what it was doing was choices on purpose 
to do all the things that they want to do and pull it off well. This movie, I think, makes swings, and I love it. So I'm going to go in like an 88, actually. Yeah. And the reason it's also boosted up nice. from like a 75 or an 80 would be the 88, mm. the closer to 90 is because of the watchability of it. Definitely. I could put this on anytime and be happy to watch it. And mm-hmm. it, even just seeing a glimpse of it will cheer me up. Mm-hmm. Like, or hearing yeah. it too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Like, I, so it's really nice. Yeah. This, this movie was excellent. I think that there's also like, you know, something to talk about, about like, uh, kind of like the interpretation of like, toxic masculinity or whatever in this movie like i mean like the whole show enough and all the and and eddie arcadian are very like uh, like uh dominant characters that just enforce their will upon like everybody around them in like a very uh like like arch villain kind of way (laughs) yeah very theatrical uh, yeah Mm -hmm. it 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 is very theatric yeah yeah but it makes me excited for a world where this is just like this this is just yeah like that like there's just gangs run by like kung fu you know like uh uh, football hooligans uh like uh, like this is this is typical we did watch green (laughs) street hooligans as well it's a good one yeah Uh, they're they're a musical gang (laughs) you know and you have like movies like the warriors and and shit like that where it's just like uh for some reason there's this like fantasy universe like everything is just a bunch of gangs everywhere and clubs Every, there's clubs in all like 80s movies there's a fucking huge club mm-hmm. club scene so it's chicks just like dancing all the time going on with yeah. well we got yeah. got an 88 like, from from danny mm-hmm. 88 like and and uh you with know, a bullet you actually i'm gonna tip it to 89 wow hell yeah you're the last dragon <laughs> just, and now you possess the, the power of the glow <laughs> so you just gotta wanna, do you want to go or do you want to go last what do you think sure i'll go yeah yeah, um, this is totally up to you. is super watchable uh, movie. The I mean the the way I discovered this movie, I guess I never said it was yeah. It was like late night on Netflix, and I had a little giggle grass and uh, <laughs> out of my chuckle chimney, and yeah. um, I didn't know what it was. I like really didn't know what it was when I put it on. I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And as it was happening, I just had no context, and I just. And I fully enjoyed it. And, and I found myself fully on board with everything it was doing. Other times where I'm like, this is like a, how did this get made sort of situation uh, where I'm kind of like, what are these decisions? Like, why, why is the acting so bad or something like that? Uh-huh. But um, I just remember a feeling that I had associated with it. I didn't remember much about it beyond that, but just a good feeling. And so doing the Barry Gordy thing was like almost in doing these mood, these three movies was just an excuse for me to get to this one. I'm glad I revisited it um, because revisited it uh, because I had another great time and so much so that we watched it like a week or so ago. And I feel like I didn't really fully retain everything. I think I, I was a little distracted. So I watched mm. it again today, kind of in the background as I was, I was doing other stuff and fucking Same. loved it. Loved it. And again, Same. like, th- so yeah. three times I own it. I'm happy. I do definitely going to, be in the in the rotation of my life um and it makes me want to watch other movies too like like bruce lee movies like it makes me because i did see mm. some bruce lee in this movie. uh yeah, but it sure. makes me like kind of want to like 
expand my understanding of almost cinema in a weird way because it like mm. is pulling from so many things from the 80s that i wasn't really uh fully there for at the time that they were were relevant and popular um but it's yeah love the soundtrack the energy of it the pacing the editing uh the physicality at least of timeac and is is really well done and it I, the fact that his little brother calls him weird the whole time helps the fact that he is, he does act so weird that someone is constantly saying like, man, like what's your deal? <laughs> he definitely needs that helps. to call it out. That yeah. Somebody calls it out. His brother, like who, like, you know him. Like, so like he's mm-hmm. not changing. The thing is, he's not changing. He's that the whole time. So it's like, how does this kid surprised all the time? Like, yeah. He tries to put on that like front in front of those, like those three, those three dudes that are like rapping all the time. And they, yeah, I don't know. That was a weird scene, but um, I, <laughs> and they're trying to get him to like drink and smoke and stuff. But, uh-huh. And uh, anyways, yeah, I, I, I just, everything like a box factory. Where were they? The, a fortune cookie factory and so fortune and it was like printing out the message was like if you're colorblind don't follow a horse by another color some <laughs> shit like is it whatever that was <laughs> some shit right. like, and that was I the one was for everybody i was like them. what the fuck <laughs> the fuck <laughs> and that's for everybody and it's just like printing it out on repeat (laughs) oh we gotta find i want to know what it is (laughs) if yeah it was Um, like if you're colorblind don't follow a horse from another color breed i don't know how does that saying go yeah fuck it but uh it's not supposed to fucking (laughs) it's just this movie just has an energy and and you can tell that it knew and knows what it is and that goes such a long way and it's a lot of fun to watch with people and it uh it's just i keep using the word fun because it's just fun and and you don't have to overthink things and you can kind of laugh at at some of the stuff and then uh be into some of the fights and and the cool effects and visuals there um and then i guess yeah my complaint why it's not gonna get a perfect score would be the arcadian stuff for sure where it's just like over the top cuckoo bananas villain that's just (laughs) so theatrical that they're both him and the girl playing to the back row uh, the whole time and it's it's a lot and um uh, with ebert on this one um so i will give it an 82 i was i was very very happy with this movie and and had a had a great time definitely fresh and uh i've seen it seen it twice in the past two weeks and um i could totally do it again i totally could not not have a huge problem especially after the fucking whiz are you kidding me Oh I my mean, god. god. It's like I'd rather watch this three times in a row than watch that movie again. <laughs> Absolutely. I would I would I would say that uh the difference in levels of enjoyment is so drastic that it is gave me the same amount of whiplash as that transition you had oh, at the start of this episode. God damn it. Uh, um, I'm trying here, yeah. man. How are we gonna get <laughs> I know <laughs> Reviews from um, Wetzel's Pretzels and Jay, Jack and the Crack to <laughs> the Laugh Dragon. Uh, you tell me <laughs> if you can find it. You tell me. No, I loved it. I loved Thank it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's amazing. Um, I feel the. Well, I'm sorry again. What was your score? I'm sorry. 82. Sorry. I'm gonna go 82. 82. Yeah, 82. That feels, that feels good. Show um, enough. Uh, there's a yeah. This is an enjoyable movie. Um, it's a oh, fuck it. I'll go 85 mo- because that's when it came out. I'm gonna do 85. Do it. Danny changed his score. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's there's something always on screen that it's. It, it, I'm either 
like why is that there or i'm enjoying <laughs> it because it's so you know it's so silly cool um yeah, uh, yeah cool. whatever um stylist yeah it's just all the style of this movie is really fun i love that people have the a lot of people are wearing like gold chains i even like the jacket on the one of the little kids it was like this mixture between like a trucker and like an army jet it was like a you know jean jacket with like patches on it so sick um and all of show nuff's outfits are awesome Amazing. like i mentioned earlier earlier like that shoulder pad thing you know what's crazy too is i think that uh he had glasses that were those she the shutter glasses oh yeah 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 like, like the kanye was, ones <laughs> like the kanye ones and i totally it, it really made me think like did so i looked up the designer wow, for those yeah. glasses for the the designer of kanye's glasses and obviously i can't find a connection of uh <laughs> of him in an interview being like i got the idea from the last dragon Dude, i feel like so kanye would love this movie though I I do too. Um, I love this movie. Um, uh, yeah, any of the Eddie Arcadian stuff definitely just skip through. Um, but I'm gonna give this movie high. I don't know. Yeah, I rewatched it again today too, and it's wonderful to have on the background. Or if you're getting smoking that giggle grass, like you had mentioned, <laughs> this is a wonderful movie. It's silly. It's uh doesn't take anything seriously, and it, it consistently presents things on screen where you're like laughing at at it and with it, and it's just yeah. Um. Yeah, this movie's great. Um, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna give it the same score as you, man. I'm gonna give it an 85. That's a solid score. Feels That's good. right where it should be. It yeah. feels good. Feels right. Hell yeah. Well, we're uh, we're all in the same ballpark, and and it feels feels good. And I'm so glad that this is how we're ending the Barry Gordy uh, series know, after yeah. Mahogany and the Wiz uh, being a little little spotty. It's cool to know that Barry Gordy put it together for for something in a visual way. Uh, next, I would like to play a little game that I just came up with. And, uh, well, sort of, I was kind of inspired, uh, by another game on another podcast I like called get played. Um, but th in this game, uh, I have not come up with a name with it. It's review blitz. I'm going to call it review blitz. Nice. Welcome that to review, cool. review blitz. Uh, they're going to be, it's going to be best two out of three. Um, how I'm going to do it is I'm going to read reviews out to you guys of these movies well we'll start with just one i'm going to start with movie by movie but uh it's going to be up to you to guess what the movie is based on the reviews that i give you yeah. um mm -hmm. and to make it somewhat easier i am going to give you a theme these are comedies from 1998 okay this first one is kind of i'll give you another hint for this first one just to start us out hopefully not too hard. I mean, this might be hard. I don't know. We'll see. You guys are good. Our nice movie, big movie buffs. So, uh, this one's kind of comedy drama, but it's from 1998. Uh, and I'm just going to start reading reviews. 98. And whenever you guys think, you know, it, you can, you can buzz in and we'll just keep it loose. You can guess as many times as you want. Right. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. let's start. Let's do it. 1998. Uh, this is an audience review. Uh, it's a 10 out of 10. She says, Melissa 6381, seriously, hands down one of my favorite movies. The story is original. The cinematography is perfect. Surely this movie is a comedy and it has its fair share of funny moments. However, the depth of this movie is what brings me back time and time again. So there's one uh, from Variety. When Harry met, met Sally. No. 
That was uh, vague. Todd McCarthy. <laughs> like yeah. The, okay. I'll, that could be a building. <laughs> like, like, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. I'm gonna keep on reading. You just, do I get a? Do I get a? Like, was I close? Is there anything like that? 1998. I'm, I'm gonna give you more hints as we go along. This oh, is right, just one. Course. This is just one no, review. Perfect, I'm sorry. That was, that was the perfect first review, though, because like I have that could be anything. Okay. Go, go on. Uh, let's see here. Um. From the critic side, the Austin Chronicle, Marjorie Baumgarten gave it a 67. It's unusually provocative and challenging for a Hollywood, Hollywood movie and surprisingly allows the audience to piece things together without too much external direction. These are very vague. <laughs> See, liar, liar. That I will give you, that is kind of close. Oh. That is, that is kind of close. Cable guy? No, it's a romantic comedy. Also close. That is also close. Cable guy is also kind of close. Me, myself, and Irene. These are all close because of the same person that's mm-hmm. on all of them. So that's a Ace big Ventura, hint right there. When nature calls. I'm gonna read a few more. Keep on guessing. Uh, let's see here. Um, fuck. Um. USA Today, Mark Clark, Mike Clark gave it an 88. Funny, and the payoff is the most provocative Hollywood concoction in a while. Uh, SF exa- Examiner, G. Allen Johnson, gave it an 88. Says, a crowd pleaser that caters to our horror of totalitarianism. Totalian- totalitarianism. God damn it. I can't. I was doing the amalgamum thing earlier as well. Um, our, our love of personal freedom, our belief, justified or deluded, that knowledge Dude, is a powerful not- tool... And that access to information is a God-given right. Enemy of the... No, that's not a comic. And Wag the Dog? That's the hint, is Jim Carrey is in this movie. You guys, uh, I've okay. given you that one. So this is a Jim Carrey movie from 1998. Totalitarianism. I'm going to give you... This is going to be another big one. I'm going to give you another another hint. Um, is it Bruce Almighty? No. No. From LA Weekly... Ella Taylor gives it an 80. Carrie is a gene is a genius at registering the rage between television's sunny smile while Laura Linney excels oh, as uh, his wife. It's um You got it. You got it. Dick and Jane? No, no, no. It's um TV Guide magazine, Matt Link McDonough gives uh, it a 70. What is the name of this movie? A cool, um a cool indictment of television's near irresistible. Truman, yes. Did you just say oh, Truman Show? No, yeah, Danny got it. Okay, so Danny one for it. Danny. We got there. See, we got there. Mm-hmm. It's just I, I when I saw Truman Show as a kid, I didn't think it was a comedy because it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. I realize so that's like, kind of a tough one to start was, with, but that's why I try to say drama as well at the beginning. That but movie, it's that, got Jim Carrey. That movie, is, that movie is a comedy. No, you're right. It, it, looking back at it, if you watch it, it is. It's, it's like a satire when, almost. <laughs> of life. When I saw it, when I was in like, probably, I think I went with my parents to see it in sixth grade at the movie theater and it scared the piss out of me and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I remember like that, my neighbor friend being like, Tiva and watch that movie, you're going to like buy multiple locks for your door. Fucking, yeah. You know, like, yeah, I was, like, I was an eight year old child. My, makes you uncomfortable. My neighbor friend was like, well, I think I'm in a Truman show. And I'm like, no, you're not. And he's like, well, oh my if, you're, God. if I'm in a Truman show, you're going to lie. You would be lying to me right now. And I'm like, well, if I'm in one, you're lying to me. And we're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, you're not that cool. I'm eight years like, old. This is crazy. <laughs> you're not, you're not. <laughs> like, nobody's watching you. All right. So 
one, <laughs> one to Danny. Uh, let, let's move on to our next movie. Um, we can do best two out of three, or if you, we can we'll do the third one. If uh, Danny gets this one, we'll see how we feel from Archon blade, a user review, 10 out of 10. This is uh, this is a comedy. The one thing you can al- almost always say about the director. What, what year? The directors. Um, 1998. These are all 1998. Okay. The one thing okay, you can almost bad. always say about the directors, I'll give you that hint, is they are innovative with their films. This is a very funny film with an entertaining plot, great acting. It's a great film that if you want to see something funny and different, then you should j- definitely check this out. Uh, from Dell, a 10 out of 10, I'll do another user review. Is it um, Absolute. A Brother Where Art Thou? No, but close. See, that's okay. close. 10 out of 10. Absolutely the best comedy in, the, in my world. Amazing story, cast, acting, and everything else. The humor in this film went to 11 on every sense. It's smart, funny, and legendary. Watch this gem. That's uh, Nargo. Earn after reading. You guys are on it with all the, the you did it again with the similarity between all those movies is the hint. So you, you got it. Um, this is one. I'll, there's another one from the audience and I'll switch to critics. If, if you don't get it, raising, raising Arizona is like earlier. Derek B no. 10 out of 10. Many people get frustrated with this film with the fact that the story does not make sense or goes anywhere. To me, this is part of the reason why this one is one of the best movies ever to be executed. It's more about the amazing characters created along with the perfectly crafted jokes and timing of them. This movie also has some great visual work. It is an original work of art, perfectly cast, directed, and edited. Is it Big you Lebowski? said it's not Big Lebowski. Oh. Yeah, you you got the Coen Brothers thing quick because I said directors mm. probably right, but yeah. I, it's nice to have I a little hint. Thought that- Big Lebowski was earlier than 98. Like, that shocks me. 98, yeah. Where I'm coming from, it's like... I'm rocked to my core. Uh, Do you guys want to do the third one for fun? (laughs) (laughs) Do one more? Are you guys done, though? Yeah, yeah, please, yeah. All right, one. Then I got to shut it down. I got to go. We'll make it quick. You got ribs, Ryan, you said? Oh, shit, he's smoking ribs. Okay, we'll make this quick. my God. I forgot all about the ribs. Do you want to go right now? No, let's just do this. Okay, okay. This is another com def- for sure comedy. This is like absolute for sure comedy from 1998. Uh, we'll start with Peter Travers. Rolling Stone gave it a 100%, a 10 out of 10 film for Peter Travers. Sensational wow. sicko fun. You won't believe your eyes. And just the thing to shake up the creeping conservatism that is draining the vulgar life out of pop culture. What? In 1998. Man, this guy got a lot out of this. Stand, uh, stand in this movie. He's playing chess. We're playing checkers. Austin Powers, the spy shagged me negative from av club joe garden one of the funniest movies of the year but you may need to shower afterwards gave it a 90 uh chicago tribune mark caro 88 the day after seeing it you're less likely to fixate on the flaws than to find yourself experiencing chuckle aftershocks as you recall the most outrageous gags in these days of mostly forgettable comedies that sensation has become all too rare all these critics really like where are comedies Pulp Fiction, negative. Uh, from, uh, I'll do a film threat from uh, 70 and other critics. The performers all fall effortlessly into their slapstick roles and the troubadour duo, the film's Greek chorus, adds a delightfully poetic touch. That's That one actually... Wreck? No. That one actually kind of throws... If you haven't seen the movie in a while, you almost forget that part of it. You think um, that's too nice? <laughs> Look... I'll do one more critic and then I'm going to. Oh, uh, the Princess Bride? 
No. From uh, this is like they've been kind of like a little more like the kind of crass humor they've been saying, kind of sicko humor they've been kind of like mentioning these critics. Um, Kangaroo. <laughs> the Austin Chronicle, sixty-seven by Marjorie Baumgarten. A surprisingly large number of the laughs work, although understandably a good number of them also fall flat. You can bet that whenever the story slows down to advance the plot concerning its paper-thin characters, the film takes a noticeable dip. When Harry met Sal... No, sorry. Um, Something about Mary. Nailed it. Got it. Nice. High five. Well done, dude. See, yeah, it's like for sure. That's like for sure comedy. (laughs) Nice, dude. Mm -hmm. That's a Fairly Brothers movie. That's, yeah. They just made uh, that cha- Champions movie that uh, came mm-hmm. out recently as well. Oh, um, that's what that is. But thank you for joining for me for Review Blitz. I love that. Yeah, that's, that's really fun. fun. You can play I with really any game not j- or any movie, not just a polarizing movie, but, you know. That's fair. It's kind of fun when uh, you get kind of like those mixed review- reviews or when you try to like just describe a movie by its story elements in a very vague way, you kind of like, it's kind of funny to to think about. <laughs> mm. <laughs> It is. Like man climbs yeah. a mountain to throw a piece of jewelry. Right. Mm-hmm. Away. <laughs> a tiny man climbs a mountain oh, to throw a piece oh, oh, oh. with hairy feet. Yeah. <laughs> Over some of Yeah. Yeah. Right. But anyways, thank you guys for joining us. I'll get uh, you out of here, Danny. I really appreciate um, you coming yeah, on again so and giving us thank your time you. and your opinions. Thank and you uh, they're, as I said before, invaluable. And uh, you're just such a, such a yeah again invaluable piece of you got the like, glow your brain is just full of uh movie facts that i a lot i i feel like i don't know and you you know a lot about especially this more of this era of film too and that was a really awesome to have mm-hmm. around today and can't wait to have you back next time brandon what's our movie next week our movie next week is going to so we're going to be revisiting a director that we um uh have seen before and done before on this podcast uh Lowry, um, I'm sorry, David Lowry, David I believe Lowry. is his name. Yeah, for Peter Pan David, and Wendy. Peter Pan and Wendy is the next movie that yeah. we're gonna be doing. I'm really excited to revisit this director because I mean I really I'm both of us really enjoyed fucking love uh, Green, Green, Green Knight. Green Knight was fucking awesome. Um oh, you did that. Oh well then harder harder to anybody to check that movie out. It's it's fucking sweet. And this one has a sixty-two percent by critics and a twelve percent by audience. A twelve. Twelve. That's scary. Yeah. You're scaring me, Brandon. But we'll we'll see what happens. I'm I'm worried about my guy, David Larry. We'll, check it out. we'll see how it goes. Um, thank you again, Danny. Uh if you'd like to I this was our episode, this was our series on Barry Gordy. Uh, and if you want to hear us talk about more about Barry Gordy and his music and, and Motown uh, and how we feel about that, you can join us on Brandon and I's other podcasts with our good friend Blarge slash Corey, uh, where we talk about music producers. And um, that was our most recent episode. We've done Barry was very new. So we've only done a few. We've done Barry Gordy. We've done Diplo. We've done Todd Rudengren. Um, been a lot of fun. Our next one is Max Martin. And uh, we hope to see you join us over there. The easiest way to listen to that one would be on Spotify. Uh, and if you want to reach us, reach out to us here in any way, uh, pod at gmail.com is our email. Polarizethepod at gmail.com. Uh, polarize, at PolarizedPod on Twitter. Uh, Twitter.com slash PolarizedPod. And uh, Twitch.tv slash PolarizedPod. We're streaming live right now. Uh, and uh, we hope to see you there. And that'll do it. Mm -hmm. for us 
now and that will uh, Brand- do it for us. And Brandon and I are going to go play some uh, Tears of the Kingdom, <laughs> uh, some Zelda. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, guys, we we love well, you so much. Awesome. And, uh, <laughs> what's that? And that's us. And, that's, and we're leaving. That's us, and we're leaving. We shut it down. Shut it down. Get me out of here. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. You are the last dragon. Yeah. You've got to beat Shonuff in the third act. Act. Shaman. I gotta go to the Tinkletorium. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard that one. That's a good one. <laughs> cool.